Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. I am your host, Diana Tucker. We're going to have an awesome and blessed podcast today. But before we get started, I would like to thank God for his grace, guidance, and mercy. And I believe that he is the one true living God. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in and spending time to listen to the podcast. Thank you so much. I pray and I hope that this podcast will be a blessing to you like it's a blessing to me because we are all a work in progress. So let us get ready to receive the message that God has in store for us today. And again, welcome to the Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. I have a wonderful woman of God that was born here in San Diego uh, in 1997. She attended school here. Actually, I went to elementary school with her back at Johnson, and she graduated from Hoover High. Uh, She joined the Navy, and she became one of San Diego's first female air conditioning, refrigeration, and diesel mechanics. She recommitted her life to Christ in 1998. Uh, She attended Logos uh, Minstrel School of Chicago, becoming an ordained evangelist, focusing on delivering the word of God as written in the Holy Bible. She became a worship leader in her home church, serving as elder over the ushers and greeters ministry and also hospitality and housekeeping. Her passion also lies and outreach to those hurting from domestic violence and life trauma using her own life. This is going to be a very powerful interview. I'm just super excited. And there's more, there's more. Um, With her life experiences, it's going to be a huge testament uh, to the miracle healing that comes from God through Jesus Christ. Uh, She does a lot of assisting and serving through the Holy Spirit, through the work of the Lord, being inspired by the word of God, uh, going out there teaching, help building churches, building great men and women of God. And she does it with one sermon at a time. For those that are excited to hear from the evangelist, Delilah Johnson, I will introduce her to you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you inviting me here. I'm so excited. Um, I'd like to say hello to everyone that's uh, listening to the podcast. And uh, I'm just, I'm glad that you um, blessed me to be able to be here with you today. I'm like super excited, Delilah, because, you know, on Facebook, when I look at your Liberty Temple um, Bible studies, you know, I just, I'm one of those type of people that like to sit back and, and just marinate off of what you say. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you could tell that you're really into what God has ordained you to do. So get us to where we at right now. How did you become ordained Delilah Johnson? It's a long story. But, okay. Um, they always say, you know, when you've got to teach a sermon or teach a or give a message or talk mm-hmm. to someone, you know, you give your testimony. Right. So um, I, I'll, I'll say, well, you remember Christian Fellowship at Emerald Hills. Right, right. Remember, our parents used to send us there for vacation Bible school. Oh, yeah, and, I remember. And all that. And I committed my, my life to Christ at 
10. That's back in 1980. Okay. I, got, I still have my little Bible that they give you when you commit. My brother and I, we, we were there serving as little alkalites. We'd go up and, and light the <laughs> candles and stuff yeah. like that. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, my brother and I were, me and Franklin, you remember Franklin, mm-hmm. we were the only ones going out of all the four kids. He and I were going. And one day my mother, you know, decided, oh, you guys have to go. Well, my brother, my oldest brother, he was not having it. And I'm going to tell you that the day that she made him go with us, that was the last day I went. And I was in a backslidden state from the age of uh, 11 mm-hmm. until the age of 28 is when oh, okay. I had my son. So I didn't see a church in between all that time. And if I could tell you all the stories of everything that I went through, I would, and mm-hmm. but I can't. It's just so much that right. I went through. But, you know, all the life experiences and they were very traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, there was nothing that was going to save me but God. Amen, amen. So your journey must have been, I wouldn't say it was hard, but your journey was very enriching because not only did it open a lot of doors for you while you was in the Navy mm-hmm. and also for you to build up this ministry that God has for you to do, mm-hmm. it also teaches you how to go out and do outreach. Mm. So tell us about that. So um, this is, uh, I didn't really learn what outreach was until I became a part of the ministry mm-hmm. that I'm a part of now. And essentially that's what, you know, they teach us all to do that, you know, the the goal is to spread the gospel through evangelism and, and outreach. Right. And so, um, you know, we were taught and, and, you know, a lot of people, have problems with speaking publicly or just talking to someone that they don't know. And so we practice on each other, leading each other to the Lord. Oh, you know, okay. that's where, you know, they, they started us, you know, they trained us, you know, we, we were all in a group and they would train us how to lead someone to the Lord, you know. Um, and then, you know, they, they sent us, we did training also on how to study. Mm-hmm. You know, we trained on how to, how to pray. Right. All those things that, are essential, mm-hmm. you know, to being one mm-hmm. a follower of Christ, but also in evangelism. Mm-hmm. Now we're all called to evangelize, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't understand that. Well, break that down to us, because so people can understand. Because I, I agree with you, and a lot of people are totally unaware of that. So, um, if you look at uh, Christ and the disciples and what He taught them, mm-hmm. um, case in point, I don't know if you saw the the last teaching that I did last week. Mm-hmm where he talked about the mo- the fish and them fishing and not catching anything, but then Christ giving them an instruction to do something very specific right. and then them having great success. Well, the word is not just for you. Um, if you look at the disciples, what were they called to do? They were called to go and spread the gospel. Right. So, you know, knowing that that first um, pattern, I'll, I'll call it a pattern, mm-hmm. If you look at the disciples, it was set up that they were trained right. and they were taught so mm-hmm. that they could go out and be what? Fishers of men. men. Yeah. And so when you're, if they were called to be fishers of men, certainly we were called to be fishers of men too. Yeah. The word said that we would do the same thing that Christ did, right? Amen. That's what so, it said. So, you know, going and sitting in a church is not what God is calling us to do. He's called, I'm sorry, I might be <laughs> stepping on a few toes, but, you know, it's the truth. I mean, I'm, I'm not... I mean, I just have to. I could. I call give you it the like script. it is. I'm, I, well, I'll give you the scripture. I agree you with know, you. And so I. Agree. We're not supposed to be in four walls. 
At like, all. I know yeah. we're we supposed to go to the temple and do what we need to right. do, but we're supposed to come out, out. and go out. And go out. <laughs> That's what they did. That's what they did. He walked everywhere. I know. He didn't even have a car. Not even a horse. Not he even walked. A donkey. I, I don't even <laughs> remember Christ like telling everybody, hey, come to church at 8 o'clock, right. come to church at 10 o'clock, right. and I got to take a nap and right. then come back at 2. <laughs> well, see, that's where the flesh comes in. Yeah. And that's the whole dilemma with where we're at right now is right. the flesh. Because, you know, I, 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 I like to say, unfortunately, he gives everybody. Um, uh, their own will to be able to make that decision on you know what they're going to do. He gives us all free will and choice. Yes, that's true. And so that's the problem. Is if it, you know if you go look at the Middle East, they don't got free will and choice. Mm -hmm. You know if you look at some of the um, you know practices that they have, they don't have free will and choice. Mm -hmm. But you know United States, we have free will and choice. You know we're not beaten down with with religion yeah. and stuff like that. And so you know unfortunately it's a little bit more liberal for us here yeah i and and you know that's one of the the benefits of living here in the united states because we have the freedom to worship right. compared to other uh countries Correct. you know based on the political right drama right. and and all that and, and i get it but i think that um you know god always have a plan for that he does you know he always have a plan for that but i think what it is is that even though we do have the ability to serve God, mm -hmm. how come we're not serving him? <laughs> because it's, it's, it's the, uh, okay, I'll give you my answer. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you why I wasn't serving. Okay. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to step on no more toes. I'm going to try to just direct all this at myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you're broken, right. When your spirit is broken and you don't know God, mm -hmm. you're not looking for him. Right. Or. You know, it's easy to be in sin, you know. Sin feels good. Right. You know, fornication felt good before you got married, right? You know, mm -hmm. hopefully it didn't change after you got married, but, you know, you know the difference right, between right, the two. Right, right, right. And so the, it's the flesh. It I is mean, the flesh. It's exactly. always the flesh that we're not doing what we should be doing. It's mm -hmm. always the flesh. Because we can come up with every plausible reason. Right. Oh, my kid plays soccer on Sunday. Oh, I wash my car on Sunday. That's what it used to be for us when right. we were growing up, you know. <laughs> I got to wash the car on Sunday. I can't go to church. Got to shine him up. Yeah, yeah. You know, different different reasons. People have different, different reasons, I think. You know? Yeah. So when did you actually have that realization that God wants me to serve? It's like, God, I, f I see you. I, I feel you. Um, I'm pouring my heart out to you. You know, when, you had that, when did you have that moment? So after my son was born, I went through a serious bout of depression. Um, I, I was, well, the first few months of of having him, I was homeless. And so I was sleeping in my car and my son would be sleeping in, a, in my brother's house with his children and his wife. And it started there. Cause I mean, I got this baby, you know, I'm not here. I'm not, I don't know God right now right. in this space. Right. I mean, you're talking about hitting rock bottom. Mm. Homelessness is rock bottom. Right. You know, with no job, wow. no source of income. Wow. What, uh, met, uh, I couldn't get any food stamps or any any kind of assistance mm -hmm. for what, you know, God, I bl believe his hand was was on everything because he did make sure my needs were met. But it started there. I was at I was at my wits end because I would I really wanted to take my own life. 
it was that bad. And mm-hmm. I was battling with some mental illness and had no idea that I was battling with mental illness. So here I am, I'm an mm-hmm. alcoholic, I'm, I'm self-destructing, and now I got a baby that I got to take care of. I need God. I need, I need something to change, you know? And so um, a young lady who's no longer with us, unfortunately, uh, ministered to me, and I started going to a home-based Bible study. Mm-hmm. I, I was carrying my little baby in in the carrier, and that's where it started. And um, I was still an alcoholic, you know. I'd be drunk on Saturday, but I'd be at church because I, you know, I needed him. I needed something different to happen because at this point, I'm still suicidal mentally. Mm. I knew I couldn't kill myself because I got this baby. He essentially saved my life because I knew if I hurt myself right. that he would be left with no one to care for him. Mm-hmm. So that was my my motivation. But God had his hand on me. He's sending, you know, great men and women of God to to minister to me and say, you know what, you can teach. Or you can, and you know me, and I'm like, not me. <laughs> you know, it's the first thing you say when someone tells you something that you're not comfortable with doing. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't hear nothing. God told you that. He didn't tell me that. You know, things like that. That's right. what we say when we have those conversations. Right. So all this time that I'm going through this, people are ministering to me and telling me these things. And, of course, I have low self-esteem at this point. I'm thinking I'm a nobody. I'm mean, who am I to even try to even teach anything, Right. especially anything about God. Right. And the great responsibility that comes with that, I didn't want it. Yeah. So that's where it started. That was back in 1999. 1999. I remember... Um, like right after my divorce, I I was there. I was there uh, where it was just a very dark period because, you know, you feel like nobody don't understand what you're going through. You're a single parent. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was a, well, I call it the dark cloud period mm-hmm. where you feel like the only person that could give you that, that clarity, that peace of mind was God. Mm-hmm. And I would tell anyone it was God that got me through being a single parent. Mm -hmm. My mom could babysit every day if she wanted to, but it wasn't just her. It was the fact that God gave me that mindset of I could do it Mm -hmm. when I thought I couldn't. Right. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, you you see it. Yeah. yeah. You see people being single parents. Just like, how do they do do it? And then when you go through it, because it was God. Yeah, it was. It was because of God. I went through that, and I, you know, I wound up going to work at a local television and radio station mm-hmm. after, um, in 1999. God okay. blessed me with this job. See, I'd gotten out of the, out of the military. That's a whole other testimony, other domestic violence. That's mm-hmm. part of my ministry, and then I could, you know, maybe share that on another day. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm going and working at that television station I'm saved you know I'm going to church now you know I'm still struggling you know with some things but I'm I'm knowing where my help is coming from and now I've right. been introduced to him because see at 10 years old I, I didn't even understand the Bible when I read it right it wasn't until the Holy Spirit you know was in me that I mm-hmm. could understand now what I'm reading and now I can apply it to my life right right I remember uh, also back in 2014 it was in December and I had a lot going on with my with my job because my goal was to eventually start teaching CNA. Mm-hmm. And I was at this one facility being a, a, a director of staff development. And 
the facility was bought out by another company. And I know I was very prideful. I'm going to keep it real. Mm -hmm. I was very prideful as a director of staff development because I knew everything Mm -hmm. and I now do the job well. Right there and then, I knew that God left me. I knew that the spirit, the anointing, the covering, Mm -hmm. I knew it was gone, like gone, Mm -hmm. because pride snuck up. Right. And I was telling um, my husband, I was like literally sitting at the side of the bed, and uh, we was upstairs, and he was watching football. And I just started bawling and crying, and he was like, what's wrong, babe? And I was like, God left me. And he was like, what do, you, what do you mean? I'm like, no, he left. I don't feel his presence anymore. Mm-hmm. And I started crying. I started confessing. I started repenting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was rubbing my back. And I was like, you can't help me because right. I don't feel the presence of God anymore. And so I told God if he was to come back in my life mm-hmm. this time, I will give him the honor and the glory, always. Always. And that's been since 2014. And ever since then, I've been trying to stay on fire Mm -hmm. for God nonstop. And and I get exactly what you mean. Mm -hmm. And and it's like everybody has a different time in their life of what they consider their lowest. Right. But my lowest was, even though I had a career, God wasn't in it. Yes. Ain't it wonderful when he's in it, though? <laughs> Everything just seemed to just line up just right when he's in it. You, you know what? There ain't even nothing you could do to even mess it up. Yeah. When yeah. he's doing it, there's nothing that you could do to mess it up. Yeah. There isn't. You know what? And it took, it, it had, I guess, you know, I kept that experience in me for years. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're like the first person I told this to. Oh, wow. Well, not everybody else knows. Yeah. <laughs> because I was embarrassed. Right. You know, I yeah. was embarrassed. But I have no reason to be embarrassed anymore no. because we all go through a time in our life where our behavior, our conduct, put us in a situation but where we have to repent. What, is the, what does the scripture say? All fall short of the glory. Glory of God. Yeah. All of them. It doesn't say how many times we're going to fall short. It just says right. we do. And you know what? The devil will try to come in and, you know, I don't know if I can even say that. Because, I mean, I, people, you know, they if you're acknowledging that there's angels, you got to acknowledge that there's a there's, but, a, there's but, a devil. And I agree with that because, you know, sorry for cutting you off, sis, uh-huh. but I agree with that because, God, there's a balance. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like I always tell my students, you guys could believe in that supernatural, right. but you don't believe there's a God? Right. Yeah. I'm confused. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, part of that is also, too, is that's being... Ignorant. And when I say ignorant, ignorant doesn't mean you're stupid. It means unlearned. Right. And how do you, you know, defeat ignorance? That you, you have to be taught something. Right. And so because they've never been taught anything, and that's probably why you're in their lives, so you can, mm-hmm. you know, share with them probably something. Remember I was saying to you earlier, yeah. some of these young kids, they never even heard of Jesus. No. Nope. They, they never know heard about of Christmas, him. though, and Santa Claus, but don't know about Jesus. No. No. <laughs> so what Bible verses have you been you know, applying to your life to to keep you going? Well, I can do all things, of course. I know, you know, that might sound a little faux pas, like, you know, everybody but, uses that one. But the thing is, is that uh, Philippians... Uh, 4.13. 4.13, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, reminds me that no matter what a situation looks like, that God has given me mm -hmm. the grace and the mercy the, and the ability and tools, whatever it is I need to do it. As long as that I'm seeking him and seeking the kingdom. What is right. the word tells us that seek ye first the kingdom of God, God and all these things will be added, added unto you. you. Yes. And so as long as that's what I'm doing, mm -hmm. then I, see, you, people think that, oh, I can just say I believe in God and there's nothing else I have to do. Well, if it's telling you to seek ye first the kingdom, yeah. it's telling you to do something. In a covenant, you got to do something. There is something that is required of you. And, that's, and that is why Bible teaching, Bible study right. is so important. Yeah. Because it's like when you really hear somebody really teach the word of God and you research it yourself, it clicks. Right. But if you're just going off of what somebody else says mm -hmm. and don't even pick up the Bible at all, it turns to hearsay. Right. God wants to speak to you too. Right. So I. So this goes, <laughs> goes back to scripture again. So yeah. I'll never put myself in it. I'm going to tell you what the scripture says. Exactly. And the scripture says that we are to what? Study Maybe to show to ourselves approved. approved. Yes. So we're not studying. Mm -hmm. And that was another thing I taught on Wednesdays. Like, you know what? If you never studied. Right. Let's get you there. Yes. You know, get in a Bible-based, uh, Bible-believing uh, church right. that wants to instruct that can teach you, you know, because then, you you know, you can go and you can teach somebody else. But getting a Bible-based, Bible-based believing church, mm -hmm. you know, learn these things because what? I mean, anything, what is it? Someone, there was a saying where they said, if you want to hide something from someone, hide it in a book because people don't <laughs> read. They don't read. They'll go to church. They don't even take a Bible with them. I mean, I take a Bible with me now because yes. you know, I have a Bible app, yeah. you know, new times. But <laughs> if you want to like, you want to hide some money or something from somebody, put it in the book. No, put it in the Bible. Put it in the Bible. They're not going to open it up. Now. That's, the, that's the problem is that we're not studying because every situation, this is what I learned. Right. That every situation that we go through from A to Z, there's nothing... New under the sun. That's what the word says. Here I am giving you more word. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing new under the sun. So nothing new. everything that you need to know, you can find it in that book. You can find it in the book. Basic instruction before leaving earth. Yes. The yes. Bible. Yeah, the Bible. <laughs> Basic instructions before leaving earth. For yes. those that don't, you know, know what the B I B F E stands for. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. So, so scripture wise, let me finish answering that question. Yes, scripture. Yes. So, of course, that one, the you know, I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. But we're called to pray what daily. daily. We're called to we're called to pray daily, and a lot of times, um, um, like I remember when um, our ministry was teaching us about prayer, and um, I didn't want to take the mic. I didn't want to take the mic because it was like kind of like being forced on me. So me and the mic, we had a problem. When it came for time for me to pray, and I was like this. I, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. You know, I was finding my way out of there. I'm get, I'm better now. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I was in that place where I didn't want to pray. Right. You know, because that, you know, the enemy had put some thoughts in my head. So I was fighting right, against right, the prayer. Right. No, but, but the other scripture is the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Because the word tells you when you don't know how to pray, pray, pray this word. Yes. And once you pray, and I'm, I have my, I bet, a really good friend of mine um, who was coming to um, learn about the Lord and, and wanting to move on to the next level uh, in the Lord in her life. 
is she knows the Lord's Prayer. She's like, I don't know if I'm going to get it. Just say it. Just say Even it. if you mess it up, go ahead and say it. God knows your heart. Yep. And see, that's the beautiful thing about God. The Holy Spirit. You know, he knows you better than anybody knows you. Right. You know, the Bible says that the heart is deceitfully wicked and yeah, no man right. can know it. There's only one person that knows what's in it, and he does. You're not told, you're not, you, you're not hiding nothing from him. Trust me. There's nothing that you can hide from God. There's, he sees everything. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere, you know. But I think that um, I think that our people were they're suffering. Like when I talk about suffering from mental illness, what a lot of times keeps people from going to church? Hurt, right? You know, they've been to maybe a church or something mm -hmm. where they may have been, you know, offended, you know, by something, right? Or hurt, and they don't go back. But that's not God, you know. That's the enemy that's just. The enemy. Stopping keeping you. it stopping you because he know wait 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 uh, my <laughs> my apostle rest his soul Dr Clifford Eternal Turner he's like my spiritual father but he used to always say this that a thief does not hang around an empty vault mm. so if the enemy's hanging around you there's something in you that God wants and needs or else you wouldn't be in attack mm -hmm. you know mental illness a lot of people. I'm just going to say what I believe, and yeah, yeah. I believe mental illness is connected to disobedience. And when I say disobedience, meaning disobedience in you not working, walking out your purpose and being obedient. It's, what does the scripture say? It, obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So being obedient is very important. I believe a lot of us suffer. I suffered from mental illness, and so I'm speaking testament. Being out of God's will and out of order you, now you've opened the door right. for all sort of attacks, spiritual attacks, physical attacks on your body. Mental illness is huge. Oh, yeah. It's huge, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, it, you know, we could talk about it now, but you've got to deal with it. You know, it's just like being an alcoholic. You know, when you're dealing with mental illness, you've got to acknowledge that you're dealing with it so you can seek and get help, whether it's through medication, through, you know, therapy or talking to someone. And God is going to use that. He uses that. Right. You know, and, and it's not uh, it's not like, a, you know, um, back to the disobedience. Mm -hmm. I think when you're obedient and you're doing things that you're supposed to be doing. And it it's puts all you, lined up with And God. it's lining up. It puts you in a better place mentally. mentally. Amen. And so that's where we're at. A lot of people not in lining things up the way God, God had, he had a plan for us before, the found, before we were even in the earth realm. And so it's us right. who are out of order. And so when you're out of order, what does that look like? Yeah. It looks chaotic. And God is not chaotic. He is not chaotic. He is. He's not chaos. He no. didn't invent, invent confusion. No. He didn't create sickness. He, what, he said healing is the children's bread. Yeah. So I think it's us, mama. <laughs> we in our own way. Yeah. He's got a lot for us. He's got businesses for us. He's got finances for us. You know, for those single people out there, he's got a mate for you. Yeah. Line up, get out the way, and stop trying to do things yourself. You know, I was just telling a young person this over the weekend that life is limitless. And what I mean by that is because God is. Right. So we need to stop thinking like, this is all I could do. I can't do no more. Right. And God's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I, I didn't make you that. like that. So what we got to do is change our words because... The word of, of in the Bible says that um, uh, life and death is in the power, power of the time. tongue. Yep. And so whatever you're speaking, you're professing. Like you could literally speak yourself into a sickness or into a disease 
by what comes out of your mouth. What every proceeds out of your mouth is what you're going to have. What you say is what you're going to have. So I think if we could at least just teach people that basic thought. Right. Hey, stinking thinking, I call it. Change yeah. that stinking thinking. And they call it affirmation. Yeah. But you're, it's, it's speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, like when, when we pray, it says, you know, you're supposed to pray outwardly because this is what you're putting out into the atmosphere. When right. we're reminding God of what the word says when we're praying, yeah. we're, we're professing it. Right. You know, just like you have to profess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Correct. You didn't say you think it. You have to say it. it. And so when you're saying it, it means something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I mean, I don't think people understand the power that they really have. You know what? Because it goes back to not being taught. Right. Because if, if you were, if you observed in your household or, or people that you've been around that this is how life is going to be and you're not going to go any further. Right. You're going to accept that. Right. But when you start being more exposed mm-hmm. to people that say, nah, that's not true. Yeah. And they're showing you and they're showing you God's grace. They're showing you God's mercy. Mm-hmm. You act like it's the, it's, it's like the next best thing, like a slice right. of bread. Like right. I, I cannot believe this is what I've been missing. But what people got to understand when you found, when you find out how good God is, that mm-hmm. was your moment right. to have found out mm-hmm. because you're willing to listen and accept it right. because we was told before we, the, 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 what you call it? The seeds was, was dropped, right. but it wasn't water yet. Right. Exactly. But when God said, okay, now I'm going to open your eyes and I'm going to open your ears. That was the increase. So you could hear. Yes. That's when people start. Wow. Having that aha moment. One man plants. Mm-hmm. Another man waters, yes. but God gives the increase. God gives the increase. Amen. Amen. Is there anything else, sis, that that you think that um, from all the things we talked about, about God's grace, his mercy, his timing, mm-hmm. uh, knowing the word, uh, showing thyself approved by studying the word and applying it in our lives, is there anything else you think that the listeners could benefit from? Yes. Um, especially in the in the time um, that we're in, look at everything that has happened. Mm-hmm. Think it not strange is what the scripture says. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, COVID hit globally, didn't just hit one place. That means that God is trying to get all of, I believe he's trying to get all of our attention. Yes, so what I, I will say is this, pray and ask the Holy Spirit. Even, you know, if you don't think you know God all that well, he, he left the Holy Spirit here for what? To teach us? And to comfort us and to guide us and direct mm-hmm. us. So you need to get into a Bible-based church. That's my. That's what I want to leave you with today. If you're not in a Bible-based church, get there. Because no man knows the hour or the time. Yes. And I don't know if you want to be like one of them brides that didn't have enough oil for her lap mm-hmm. when he came back. You know, I don't want to be. But that's my advice is ask the Holy Spirit to guide you on where he wants you to go. And don't go anywhere off of emotion. Right. The Spirit will guide you. Amen. All you have to do is ask. Amen. And go and get somewhere. Get some teaching. Then you go out and spread the word because that's what God has called us all. All. To do. To do. Amen. Well, thank you so, so much, sis. Um, I enjoy talking to you. I would love for you to come back. I will definitely come back. To tell us more about your testimonies because it seemed like that. God has so much in store for you. Yes. And I pray that whatever God called you to do in your life, 
you continue to keep being obedient. Thank you. Because you have a purpose. And like I said, this was your purpose right here, right now, to share what needed to be said. And I pray that this conversation that we have right now will be a blessing to someone out there mm -hmm. because there's a message in everything that comes out of people's mouths. Yes. And, and I thank God for this moment. So again, thank you so much thank you for, having me. for being here. And as always, everyone, continue to read the Bible for yourself so that you may get an understanding of what God is trying to tell you. Take care, God bless, and I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to the Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. I pray that you was blessed with the message. And if you have enjoyed the message and would like updates of new episodes, please subscribe and share with others. You can also leave us a message on the link that is posted on the podcast page. And you can follow us on our website, www.vbministry.com www.vbministry.com. You can get updates of our Bible studies, request prayer, and if you would like to contact us. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the podcast. May God bless you in every aspect of your life. Take care.